Welcome to Book Delight with Chrissy Wright, the podcast where readers can be all kinds of ways and books really are magic. I'm your host, Chrissy Wright. I'm an elementary teacher librarian in the Pacific Northwest. On this show, I aim to connect you and the kids in your life to more books you love. If the idea of blowing up your kid-lit TBR appeals to you, you're in the right place. It is the last episode of the month, so that means today I am bringing you a Reading Raves episode where I share all my favorite kidlet that I read during the month of November. It was a bit of a lower volume reading month for me. I finished 18 books. Remember, that includes chapter books, graphic novels, middle grade and grown-up reads, both in print and on audio but excludes picture books. Of those, today I am bringing you eight kidlit titles that I especially enjoyed and would recommend. We have got one short chapter book, one middle grade that is excellent on audio, and six graphic novels. So let's kick it off with the short chapter book. The short chapter book I want to share with you today is Dory Phantasmagory Can't Live Without You by Abby Hanlon. Now, Can a book about Mozart and death be the most giddy delight you have on the page this year? Yes, yes it can. With Dory, all things are possible. Can a short chapter book have a Barbie existential dread moment and can that be a good thing? Also, yes. I took a minute to pick this one up. As a longtime Dory fan, I worried that the sixth in the series might kind of start to lose steam. If you share that trepidation, don't. You will fall straight back into your favorite Doryisms while being immersed in Dory's fresh, only Dory could live this problem this way dilemmas. I read this one aloud to my daughters. It was a particularly special read-aloud experience because we have read each book together as it has been released. So this is really a series that runs deep in the reading DNA of our family. And good news for us, all three of us just really loved it. That was Dory Phantasmagory, Can't Live Without You by Abby Hanlon. Next up, here is my middle grade pick for you. Now, my middle grade reading life this month was kind of slump adjacent. Not all the way a slump, but pretty close. Kind of the reading doldrums. I think it was partly just the busy nature of November with hosting for the holidays, schedule disruptions for parent-teacher conferences, and other just life stuff. But none of the middle grade I picked up grabbed me enough to keep going. I have a few that I started that are promising and I hope to get back to to try again, but I didn't finish any on the page this month. That said, I did have one winner on audio. That book was The Islands of Elsewhere by Heather Fawcett. We listened to this one on audio during our commute to and from school, and all three of my kids, my first, fourth, and fifth grader, loved it. The narration is excellent, and I would especially recommend that you pick this one up on audio. The book is Penderwick's vibes, but make it a magic island setting. For us, this book got off to just a bit of a slower start, but it was worth it when we got to the part where you hear the legend of Grand Granny the Pirate Witch. 
If you put in the time to get this far, you will be hooked and the buildup will be worth it when it is then relevant to the action that unfolds in the rest of the story. Is it a ghost story? Is it a sister's story? Is it a mystery? An exploration of what happens when a family's elders start to forget? So much yes. Again, the narration here is really great, so I highly recommend this one as an audiobook. That was The Islands of Elsewhere by Heather Fawcett. All right, let's move right along to graphic novels. As is often the case, when I am struggling in my reading life for whatever reason, I turn to graphic novels. This is a strategy we can encourage for our kids, too. I used that strategy heavily this month, and it delivered. As a result, I have six graphic novels to share with you. I will start off with two shorter graphics and then share four longer middle grade graphics. So the first short graphic I want to share with you today is Tig and Lily Book Two, Party Animals by Dan Thompson. So this is book two in the Tig and Lily series and you can file this one under second in series that I liked even more than the first. This is a short and sweet graphic that is great for readers who are new to the format or just wanting something that feels really accessible. I adore the odd couple pairing of Tig the cat, who thinks she's a tiger, and Lily the tiger, who is bolstered by the audacity of her kitty companion. This also is a really nice mirror story for kids who might sometimes feel nervous about approaching others or about having to speak up for themselves. That was Tig and Lily Party Animals by Dan Thompson. The other short graphic that I want to tell you about today is Bat Cat by Maggie Ram. So this is a short, charming graphic that is great for fans of WizKit and Reggie Kid Penguin. We don't have a ton of short fantasy graphics, so I'm especially excited that this book gives us another option in that category. As you might guess, Bat Cat is part bat, part cat. And in this story, Bat Cat is being haunted by a particularly annoying ghost. You read to follow Bat Cat's quest to procure the spell ingredients that are necessary to banish the ghost forever. This one follows a pretty tight quest structure with tons of punny humor along the way. Bat Cat also serves as allegory for non-binary gender identity. I will add the caveat that the language around duality and non-binary identity was just a touch heavy-handed in the text for my taste. That said, I think that many kids would benefit from explicit language supporting these concepts, so maybe it's a good thing after all. This book is also a series starter, so if your kids connect with this one, good news for them, there is already more on the way. That was Bat Cat by Maggie Ram. Okay, let's move on to some meteor middle grade graphics. The next one I wanna tell you about is Saving Hanan, Chang and the Elephant by Jeet Zhang and Trang Nguyen. This is the second in series non-fiction graphic following up on the first book, Saving Soria, which I adored. In this installment, Chang is working at a wildlife rescue center in Vietnam and working to rescue Hanan, a 60-year-old elephant 
who's being abused as part of a tourist attraction. Readers here will learn a ton about elephants and also, this part was really cool, about elephant-friendly tourism. The book blends together that action of first saving Hanan and then caring for her and watching her as she encounters threats and challenges uh, while she's being reacclimated to the wild. So it blends that action with then some nature journal spreads that teach really cool nonfiction content about elephants, about Vietnam, and about tourism. I especially loved the jaw-dropping wordless spreads that are sprinkled throughout the book with really elegant, detailed pencil drawings of Hanan. My one caveat would be that sometimes the text size, the size of the actual words on the page, is quite small and dense, so that might slow down some readers. Your animal lovers, though, will adore this one, and if you have not yet read the first book, Saving Saria, now's the time. That was Saving Hanan, Chang, and the Elephant. The next graphic novel I want to tell you about is Curl Friends, New in Town by Sherry Miller. That was Curl, C-U-R-L. This is a realistic middle school story for your fans of New Kid and The Tryout. My fourth grade daughter snatched this one out of my stack and then held it hostage as she read it and reread it and reread it over and over again. This is kind of a gentler, lower stakes story than we sometimes see in middle school graphics, but I think in that case, in this case, that is a really good thing. Think more earnest, less drama. For me though, as a result, the plotting was just a little bit flat. I didn't have a clear inciting incident or narrative tension that propelled me across the pages, but it passed the kid appeal test in my house with flying colors. And the realistic graphics shelf in my library is perpetually empty because these books are so popular with my readers. So I will definitely be adding this one to my library. That was Carl Friends, New in Town by Sherry Miller. The next graphic novel I want to tell you about is Lost Time by Taz Mukanek. This is the last and a land before time mashup I didn't know I needed, with just a sprinkle of how to train your dragon. Look, I don't usually like time travel, or the multiverse, or dinosaurs, but I loved this, which is all three of those things. That's just the best of reading life surprises when that happens. In this story, 12-year-old Evie is trapped 65 million years ago with only her wits to survive and help from her newfound bestie, a pterosaur. Can she survive and will she ever see her parents again? A bonus here is really great incidental LGBTQ representation as Evie longs to get back in touch with her scientist moms. That was Lost Time by Taz Mukinek. Okay, the next and last book I wanna tell you about today is Duel by wife and husband team, Jessica Bagley and Erin Bagley. Okay, I saved my very favorite for last. Do not miss this book. I am calling it. This is the best realistic fiction graphic novel since 
new kid. Recently, I kind of hinted at this earlier, but I have been a little frustrated by the plotlessness of many of the realistic graphics hitting the market. They read as kind of this plodding diary of middle school life with no real inciting incident, which is fine, but boring? Well, not this one. Dual crackles with narrative tension when on the first day of school, a big sister trips her little sister in the middle of the cafeteria with everyone watching. But a little sis claps back by challenging her to a fencing duel. Hello stakes! The story then evolves into really a storytelling feat that balances that who will win the duel tension of the present as they prepare to face off with an exploration of their shared grief at the loss of their father. Bonus, it has really great fencing knowledge sprinkled throughout and learned a ton. Plus, the representation of black girls fencing is fantastic. The art in this book also brings kind of a unique offering to the landscape of middle grade graphics. The medium feels gentler, maybe watercolor. It has a limited palette that's used to depict flashbacks, and it uses two different colors of text boxes to convey the alternating points of view of the sisters. The fact that this book was omitted from the School Library Journal Best Graphics list for this year is a crime. You absolutely must read this one and bring it to the realistic middle grade graphic fanatics in your life. And you absolutely will be hearing me talk about this again when I talk about my favorite graphic novels of the year. That was Duel by Jessica and Erin Bagley. So that concludes today's Reading Raves episode. Be sure to come back next week to kick off our December episodes, which will be exploring my very favorite books of the year across categories. If you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you love the show and want to help spread the word, I'd love it if you could share the show with a kid-lit-loving friend or share it on social media and tag me so we can connect. If you want more book delight in your life from me, Chrissy, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram at librarychrissy. You can also follow the show at Book Delight Pod and subscribe to my free monthly Kidlet newsletter by visiting librarychrissy.substack.com. If you enjoy the show and want to support it with your dollars, the best way to do that is by becoming a paid subscriber on Substack. A roaring thank you to the folks who have already done that. When you give that $7, you're helping to make the show possible and also receive kind of a weekly Friday treat in your inbox from me that's exclusive to paid subscribers. That weekly email on Fridays includes resources like um, a monthly column called Ursula Nordstrom Would Never, where I share a kidlet that I read and did not love. A monthly resource called Starred Review Rundown, which is kind of a visual at a glance roundup of all the kidlet that was published during that month that received a starred review. And Bonus Reading Raves, that's the place where I share recommendations from my grown-up reading life. If these features appeal to you, you can hop on over to librarychrissy.substack.com. As always, thank you for listening and 
happy reading.